0: Hey, check it. Hey, check it. Put the place up.
1: This episode of Weekly Sauce is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off, off the entire site. Uh, they got the best bottles in town. They got. Um, Mustard truffle sauce, I say it every week, it sucks your dick, it's probably the best thing you'll ever have in your life. Uh, the, the barbecue rubs are, is, beyond, I started putting the barbecue rub, the powder, in my eggs, that's how good it is. Like I'll make eggs, like an egg, like an omelet, I'll just put that powder in there, it's fucking unbelievable, it sends me uh so visit mike's pvq rub mtl.com use hot sauce 10 for 10 percent off also uh new to hot sauce sports and weekly sauce is our patreon account uh so on our patreon account we have options to become a fan uh two dollars five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars your choice it supports us uh, we want to be able to put good out, uh, good content for you guys out there. We're putting out two shows a week, uh, four or five videos, about 10 blogs a week as well. So constantly putting out stuff for you guys. Um, so support. Support us. Uh, support other podcasts as well, other pages. Our guest today is the Fantasy Football Hustler. Support him as well on Patreon. Um, and that's it, man. So support local people. We're trying to hustle in these times. We're trying to make some money and you know be able to do stuff that we love. Not everybody is fit for the 9 to 5, you know. The the office life. I think there's uh, people like us that deserve a voice out there. So visit us. So uh, visit us, Hot Sauce Sports at Patreon, and also Fantasy Football Hustler at Patreon as well. Uh, my name is Terry Tam. Uh, this is Weekly Sauce episode thirty. Um, I'm joined by my colleague, as usual, Alex, the intern. How's it going, buddy?
0: All good, man. I'm going. I'm I'm thrilled uh, to have our guest today. I've been watching him for. For quite some time now and i um, excited
1: yeah me too I mean anytime we could talk some uh, fantasy football I'm pumped and that segues into our guest the fantasy football hustler how's it going buddy from San Diego how's it going
2: yep doing good doing good uh this is my first year doing actually content creation like I have a huge Facebook group where it's a lot of just stuff like over text but man it's uh this year's been crazy I got laid off due to COVID and I just started going hard with the fantasy football stuff at uh, at one point The craziest I was was 82 videos and podcasts within a 30-day span.
1: That's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. The fact that, first of all, good for you. I mean, if you're that passionate about something and you're able to put out that content, I think that people appreciate that. And that's why you have such a big following, you know, because you're so consistent. And that's the thing about this game, especially in your game too, fantasy football, you have to be consistent. There's degenerates out there that need their fix, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's for sure and I know one way that I separate myself from everybody is I'm, I'm a man of the people like I do uh, four live streams every single week in week one it started off as one it started getting so big that I had to expand it to four live streams per week um, three of those are, are like three to four hours every single week so I mean just literally 10 plus hours every single week of answering questions you know live on YouTube for people
1: that's good, man. I mean, congrats on all your success. You've done a great job. Uh, so, I mean, it's the end of the season now. It's the fantasy football end of the season. Uh, five leagues for me, no playoffs for me. It was rough. I, I followed uh, I followed a guy that we had on a few months ago, and uh, I followed his stuff. And a few of his picks were good. A few of them weren't that good, but that's the game, right? You, you know, I follow some of his things. And I had, like, the same guys in all five of my leagues pretty much. And some of them panned out, some of them didn't. Um... What do you suggest now in going into the playoffs? What do you think people should be looking for? Uh, just to shore up their rosters to guarantee the win because we have a lot of injuries, a lot of COVID stuff too.
2: Yeah, I mean Tony Pollard, he he's one guy that I mean, hopefully you guys got him last week before his big blow up league. <laughs> probably not going to play. I had
1: him in all my leagues, but I'm out of the playoffs, so it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> It's tough. I was in about 20 leagues this year, a bunch of best ball leagues. I'm only in three championship games out of 20 leagues. I have the best team, I would say, easily in seven or eight leagues. But fantasy football is just one of those monsters where sometimes you go up against one player that just, you know, makes you lose the week. And, uh, yeah, so Tony Pollard, he's someone. Edo Smith, he just got named the starter in Atlanta, Todd Gurley. Even, even the couple games that he did all right fantasy-wise, he just looked like garbage, like running. Like, he looked slow. Yeah. Just didn't look like he had his legs underneath him. So, Edo Smith, I mean, that's someone pick up off waivers. Uh, Kiki QT, if we got to, you know, get someone as a as a free agent-wide receiver, you know, he's out there in a the bunch. Um, who else? Jamison Crowder, I know. He was dropped in a bunch of leagues, so he might be able to be someone you can snatch up. Yeah. Um, Uh, Those are the ones that come off the top of the head, like big guys who are going to be put into starting roles, you know, who weren't like a couple weeks ago. I mean, except Jamison Crowder, he's just been
0: hurt.
1: Yeah. And it's the finals this week, right? Alex. Uh,
0: Oh,
2: sorry. I forgot. Go ahead. ahead.
1: It's your show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm, I'm out of my leagues as well. So (laughs) I, I've listened to the guy that we had earlier on. Uh, I even, I even bought his kid, So, um i was expecting more from josh jacobs honestly Mm -hmm. uh it was pretty average his production was rb2 instead of rb1 like everyone was saying
1: uh you mean everybody was saying rb2 because preseason everybody was saying rb1 for jacobs
0: exactly okay yeah and um kenny galladay for me fucking huge blow uh injured for whole the whole fucking the the time he was on the field he was okay uh but huge disappointment for his injuries and shit but hopefully gets better next year
2: and it was only like two games that he played right like i have him in a week yeah it was just like two games right something like
0: that yeah three or four i believe yeah yeah
1: so that's the thing about some of these guys is that they 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 don't really pan out that that much. And it's like it's always like that. Kenny Galladay had a great season last year. Then he comes in this year, and it's like, okay, we're expecting so much. You know, new coach. I mean, a second year coach, more defensive minded. What's gonna happen? Is Stafford gonna be healthy? Like all these variables, they depend, right? And it's it's tough for us to it, to navigate. But that's why we have you know masters in this level, like fantasy football hustler, that can help us out with these things and. It's just, when it comes to fantasy football, it's like, you always, I I know I have this problem, is that I love, I stick to my players. Like, I I hold on to them. Like, I'm scared to get rid of them just in case they blow up the week after or the week after that. (laughs) So, like, I'll hold on to players forever. I held on to Julian Edelman for the entire season just in case he ever came back because the first week he came back, he had 22 points. And then I held on to him all year in most of my leagues just because I was hoping he would be able to come back. And that's the problem we face this year.
0: And yeah,
2: believe- sometimes with me, I feel like I'll cut bait on, on people a little bit too fast. Um, but I don't know. It's all about getting the, the new flavors who might be coming out and, and, you know, just stepping up at their positions. It depends on, you know, how deep your benches are and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, sometimes I think that that, uh, that's a detriment of me. Sometimes back when OBJ was a rookie, I actually dropped him like literally right before his rookie run. And there's one of my friends who like literally brings that up to me like once a year at
0: least.
1: (laughs) I love it. Alex, I had a question.
0: So what's uh, per position, which sleeper do you think next is going to be for quarterback running back tight end wide right receiver which one sleeper would you recommend for next year yeah
1: here you go so that one's tough
2: because i mean someone like jalen hurts like he should be a sleeper next year but now he's putting himself on the map and he's probably going to get drafted a lot higher than he would had he not played like patrick mahomes he played one game in his rookie year And he was like the huge sleeper, you know, in 2018, because he only had one game worth of work. And even though he balled out like crazy, um, people still didn't know how good he was. So Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's putting himself on the map. He should be a sleeper. Um, Might end up being some rookies. I mean, Daniel Jones, he's someone that, had they had Saquon, I think things would have been a lot different because people are going to be stacking the box. Maybe there's more wide open lanes, things like that. Um, Jimmy G., He's someone who I know a lot of people are going to be hating him you know, from this year because, I mean, if you drafted him in a Superflex league or whatever, he was good for a handful of time. But you miss uh, half the season, people are going to be really down on you. Um, I hope Christian McCaffrey's a sleeper next year. I hope so many people are pissed <laughs> off that uh, he goes in like the end of the first round. That would be nice. Um, T. Higgins. Oh, T. Higgins.
1: Uh, I love Not T. Higgins.
2: Really, but <laughs> – going to have a huge second year.
1: Yeah, I love T. Higgins. He had a good year this year, though. Yeah. Relatively to the situation he was in, obviously.
2: If Burrow was there the entire year, yeah. I mean, things would be different. Because uh, now with the backups, it's not looking good. But, yeah, with Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, I mean, I like that connection going into year two. Yeah. So even like too. a sleeper next year because he got injured, maybe people are just going to be forgetting about him by next year. True. Alex?
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to mention Dak Prescott. Do you think he's still going to go high next year or his stock dropped?
2: I think he's going to go lower than he did this past year. I don't know about how much lower, though, because...
0: Because Josh Allen is rising up.
2: Uh Yeah. Yeah, and Josh Allen was someone who... He was going, like, between 6th and 10th, QB drafted off the board in a lot of leagues. So he was someone, I mean... He was a sleeper, you know, this year, you know, compared to the guys who were drafted top five or whatever, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I see Dak Prescott dropping out of the top five for sure. I mean, he'll still be drafted in the top ten somewhere. Maybe there's a Cowboy fan who, you know, takes him in the top five. But (laughs) there you go, there you go. Um, But, yeah, I I just feel like the guys who we got right now, I don't think Dak Prescott's going to be drafted in the top five, which – he was pretty much unanimous top five QB uh, drafted this year.
1: So, I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because I feel the same way, but I also feel, court of public opinion, the fact that every time there's a quarterback who doesn't have a lot of passing yards, they always compare it to how many passing yards Dak Prescott has this year so far. And, yeah, okay, so you're getting one point per 25 yards standard just for that. I mean, is the offensive line going to come back? So there's all these factors that come into Dak Prescott's uh, his ADP. Um, But I think that people are gonna look at how well he did within the first five games before he got injured, that they'll be like, fuck it, I'm gonna take a chance on him in the top three rounds. Like if he can if he can get me four thousand yards a year, then that's that's a good that's good consistent points for a quarterback. But another thing is is that you can get your value at a receiver at that same level, you know what I mean, at that time. So I, I personally I would reach because I'm a Cowboys fan, and there's a little bit of a bias there. But I I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if other people reached and took Dak Prescott within the first five rounds either.
2: Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me too much. I feel like after this year, I mean, if you look at the first round in a lot of drafts, I mean, you have Derrick Henry, you have Dalvin Cook. I mean, besides those guys, there's not too many first-round picks that actually panned out, and I bet there were so many people – were are like, oh, I'm I'm never gonna draft Mahomes in the first round. Like, why would I do that? Be so stupid. And I'm sure everybody who drafted someone else other than Henry or Cook says they probably wish that they drafted Mahomes with a late first round pick. And so I just feel like QBs are getting safer. We've seen a trend in fantasy in the one QB leagues how quarterbacks don't really mean anything. You know, I I think that trend is gonna change a little bit because QBs score a lot of points, and if they stay healthy. Those are the guys who can win you a championship.
1: I in my leagues, I drafted in three out of the leagues. I drafted Barkley in the first round. I draft because I had top five, top six in most of them. I had uh, bottom bottom three in the other two, and I took Kittle. Like if Kittle fell to me at that point, how unlucky am I, right? So that's basically that was a that was my season in a nutshell. Then I had other guys that came in. Then I had Connor. You know what I mean, James Conner. And towards the end of the season, without him, I needed to make a push, and I had him in all five of my leagues. And it was it was tough for me to navigate that. And I had Gurley too. So the running backs to me, I'm not going to waste any more time on running backs anymore. Am I right? Am I? Am I? Do I just draft running back by committee? Get, put the best matchups in all the time instead of start, trying to draft high. Other than McCaffrey, I guess.
2: So one thing that I realized this year is if you have the running backs you're the king i mean that that's just the way that it is but this year it was so hard to hit on those running backs because cmc out, barkley out, uh joe mixon out, uh Jacob. Hey, so hey, many boy. guys top 12 who did not pan out to be top 12 guys um Jonathan taylor he ended up finishing i mean he's in the top 12 right now he was my uh, third
1: rb in most of my leagues there you go yeah
0: and, and and speaking of uh, drafting running backs and all that, what is so, so so I've heard of many strategies uh for drafting, but what's your strategy? Are you more of a double running back, go full running back, like the first three round running backs? Like what's the strategy?
2: So it really depends on the type of league because I'm in so many different types of leagues, like leagues with one QB, leagues with uh super flex, leagues with two QB. I'm literally in a league where it's two Q- plus super flex too but i always but
0: it's just the standard yeah the standard yeah
2: i try to get a lot of times i try to go running back in the first round it really depends on where it's at if it's top five pick top six pick i mean i'm probably always going running back and depending on who's if i got a top pick i'm probably going to go wide receiver in the second and then go running back with the third unless top guy like mahomes is there so i, I do try to get like two running backs at least in the top four rounds. Um if I can get three in the top four rounds that are worth it, I try to go for that too. But I do try to go heavy on running back though. That that that's my strategy.
1: You try to go heavy on running back.
2: Try to. Sometimes it doesn't always work because it is about best, you know, best on the board. But I I don't I don't try to reach. I mean that that's the one I mean you gotta try to get the best value that you can and you gotta know your room. You gotta know um, all you, you know if you're like the third spot for example you got to know who who needs a running back at the turn and can yeah. I risk it? I got to jump you know these on these five picks or you know to get it but I'm always, I'm always trying to jump for the running back a little bit though.
1: The best part for me about fantasy football is the draft. I I couldn't care less about the rest of the season. Honestly, I'll just watch football anyway. I think the draft is the the funnest part. As soon as the draft is done, I'm so excited to start the season. But as soon as this, the draft is done, I'm like, all right, now I just gotta do this for the next 14 weeks. You know what I mean? Like, and it's and that's the fun part about it. You know, it's not not knowing who to draft, who's a big sleeper, who's a bigger disappointment. So my question to you, fantasy football hustler, is. Who's who? So you've done your draft. You're excited about your team. Who was the one guy out of all your 20 leagues that disappointed you the most and told you that made you want to quit fo- uh Doing this, uh, doing this for a living.
2: Christian McCaffrey, for sure. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I drafted him. Uh, so in my hometown league that uh, we've had going, I think for like 13 years, I never get the first pick, like ever, never get it. And I got Christian McCaffrey this year, and I was so excited. And I was debating Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey because it's a super flex league and we have heavy QB scoring. And then I drafted Christian McCaffrey number one in my auction league. So I spent the most money on him out of everybody. And my strategy was I'm just going to go big early and try to grab a couple guys right off the bat and then just try to get a bunch of uh, value where I can so my first two picks were uh, Christian McCaffrey and um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in go. that in that league. You're cooked, and, uh, You're cooked in that league. <laughs> both leagues, I made the playoffs, but it was uh, low seed um, and, yeah, just got knocked out in the first round. I faced Derrick Henry in both, uh,
1: both of those <laughs> that I'm talking about right now, first round. So what didn't be- <laughs> So what? When it comes to auction, I, I'm in a, um, a waiver auction league. I never did an auction draft. I've always been interested. I want to do one. I just I haven't been invited to one. So, I'm, if anybody's listening out there, I'm down to join your auction league. I, and I'm open. then as well. Okay, so we'll start one next year then. Um, <laughs> but I do uh, where you bid for your waivers. Now it's all relative. If they put a million dollars, it's a million. It doesn't make a difference. They could put one dollar. You'll be fine. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter, right? Um, do you do you hold a percentage to how much you're bidding based on the player? Or are you looking at the player saying, I want to make sure nobody else is spending on this guy and I want to be able to spend on him?
0: So it's a
2: little bit of both. It honestly depends on the player because, I mean, the top-heavy guys, you're probably going to have to spend more than you want on them. And stuff, like Christian McCaffrey, for example, I mean, everybody wants him. So there's going to be a little bit of a bidding war, you know, and then – people are gonna blow their load, you know, so to speak, and your money's all gone. And then, so it's like, if you can get a couple guys early and then you just kind of save your money to where you start getting to like, I would say it's like the fourth or fifth round, you know, if we're talking like those type of guys in a redraft league, those guys end up going for steals, you know, cause people blew their load on like the top three or four rounds. And now there's just, you know, more money for whoever saved it. Cash is king you know, in an auction league, so to speak. But I love it. I'm only in one auction league. I'm definitely going to start more next year. Auction league compared to redraft, I mean, it literally is chess to checkers, you know, because redraft league, you can only draft who's available, you know? I mean, you can literally only draft who's available at the time of your pick auction league you can get whoever the hell you want you just got to spend the money on them and that's the thing that i think is super cool like if you want to spend your entire budget and get three first round draft picks you could do that you know and that and some people do want to do that and uh it's uh it's fun it's definitely the most fun draft that i'm part of for because- sure
1: so you spend all your money and then you have to fill your roster, right? So you have to wait till everybody fills their roster and then you can fill your roster. As long as if you have a dollar basically, as long as you have a, a money left, you're you're allowed to bid on whoever you want, but if you have nothing you can't bid obviously. So you have to wait if let's say I bust my load and I and I take Mahomes, Barkley, and McCaffrey and I spend all my money on it. It's a thousand bucks, I spend a thousand dollars on them. And I have no money left. I have to wait for everybody to draft, right?
2: Well, so on Yahoo, um, at least the way that they do it there, I'm sure it's the same on other platforms that offer it. You can't spend, like, you have to have at least $1 allocated for each position. So you have 12 positions and you draft those three guys. um, Yahoo wouldn't let you spend those last $9. You know, you have to have those and you'd have to wait a really long time, you know, until players start going for a dollar. But there is one point where, everyone's pretty much out of money, you know, except a couple people. And it's just like now everyone nominates a player. So you nominate a player, everyone else has a dollar. You're probably getting that guy. Unless there's one asshole out there who has a couple bucks more than you. (laughs) That's just to block you. That shit is so fun, man. I'm telling you, that is the part of an auction draft. (laughs) That's what
1: I want to do. Alex, we're fucking doing it, buddy. Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I've,
0: I've, I've actually tried it one year as a mock draft and was just catastrophic man i i didn't know what to fucking bid i didn't know the strategy i, I just need to l- read more into it and i'll probably be ready because i because there's i guess with that draft there's many kind of different strategies i believe you have a run you Because I believe you still prioritize your running backs because I'm pretty sure they're going to put Christian McCaffrey up first. But I've seen – but one time what I've seen also is the first overall pick chose like someone in the third round to be the very first nomination.
2: So that's part of the – that's part of the strategy also. Oh, I didn't know that Someone that you actually want, at least at first, because you want other people to spend their money on them like you want to you want to get other people to spend their money so you have more cash and then when someone like i mean christian mccaffrey maybe he comes up fifth you know off the board or something like you never want to nominate anyone who you actually want to draft until you get down to the later round but initially because uh, people are hyped to draft they want to yeah. spend want to get people on their team so like I, I, when I nominated first, I think I picked someone who probably would have got drafted in the eighth or ninth round of a redraft league. Just because if I can get them to spend more money early, there's less money that they're going to be able to spend on a top
1: guy. Would you, um, so like let's say it's we're talking T Higgins, this last year's draft, T Higgins, Jerry, Judy, Ruggs, all first round picks, all, you know, secondary players. Well, maybe not Judy this year, but or T Higgins, but. You know, guys that uh, had a lot of hype around them, C.D. Lamb also. You take these four guys. Uh, if I want C.D. Lamb as a Cowboys fan, am I nominating T. Hagen so people spend their money on that rookie so I have enough <laughs> money for my rookie? Like, kind of?
2: Yeah, that, that's what you want to do because you want – I mean, you just think about it. The guys who you want that you – I mean, you don't want to throw it out there because people are going to know, oh, he wants him, so let me, let me block him yeah. so he doesn't <laughs> – so that's part of the strategy also. You don't
1: want to kind of tip your hand
2: in advance.
1: Okay. So, so sorry, I have one question when it comes to that. So it, when you nominate, is it a rotational basis or I just like throw my hand up and say, I'm nominating this guy.
2: It goes in rotation. Cause at the end when, you know, not everybody has money and it's just like the dollar bids, then it's kind of like a redraft, you know, at that point, then you are actually are kind of drafting in an order. Okay.
0: So basically to tell our audience, the difference between auction and the regular draft is, Regular draft is like checkers and and the auction is like chess.
2: Yeah. And it's not to
0: <laughs> leagues
2: because I love yeah. redraft leagues. Yeah. But if you're it, Christian McCaffrey, for example, let, let's just use him and Saquon Barkley. If you don't have the top two picks, you're not getting those guys. Like maybe you'll get lucky with a third pick or fourth pick, you know, somewhere, but you literally have zero chance of getting Christian McCaffrey unless you have the first or second pick. With an auction league, everybody has the exact same chance to get any player that they want that is the coolest thing about it and you have to have a strategy of your own whatever it is i adjusted my strategy kind of on the fly a little bit just based on who i got but you have to have way more of a strategy going into it because everyone's available for you
1: it's nuts how how many different kinds of leagues like i'm in standard leagues and i'm also in one that has idp I'm not a huge fan of the IDP, but it's a fun draft. We have uh, we have two flexes. We have a wide receiver, running back flex, and a wide receiver, tight end flex. We got three receivers on the roster, two running backs, plus the plus the flex if you want to put him as a running back. Um, we we have four defensive spots. Uh, our defense is like your for your defense special teams has a lot of points allocated to it so if you get a good defense you stick with them all year because they can get you a lot of points kickers missed extra point minus five like it's a crazy league the point system is pretty interesting and we we enjoy it. it's it's we've been going on it for like 10 years uh, but what's you mentioned before best ball i never heard of this best ball league what is that
2: so best ball league is something that a lot of do a lot of people do in place of a mock draft so you draft your team and you literally you don't do anything with that team. And it's like the best eight players, you know, for example, whoever scores the top eight on your on your team, that, that's whose points you get, no matter what. So you don't you don't have to adjust anything and you don't have to uh you don't have to make any moves. You just literally check every week to see how you did. Okay. And a lot of people do it in place of a mock draft. You know, you throw down ten or twenty bucks and then you get people really doing a draft, you know, not bullshitting in a mock draft.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I like that. I'd be down to try that too.
0: And, uh, and the last question is, well, since we haven't answered it yet, but who's, who's going to be the number one running back next year in the draft?
1: Is there anybody coming out of college that might even be considered? I doubt it. I don't think so. I mean,
2: rookie running backs. I mean, maybe you'll have one guy who goes in the first round and they have to be drafted like in the first round of the NFL draft to be considered rounder in, in fantasy. Um, so who knows? I mean, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, he was the only guy who was drafted in like first or second round in uh, fantasy drafts this year. So I, I doubt it's going to be a rookie running back. I still I mean, Derrick Henry, I don't know if he's going to be number one, but I bet people are going to stop hating on him a little bit. Now that he's got his contract, Dalvin Cook's got to be up there. Christian McCaffrey and Saquon, like no matter what, I still think they're in the mix, even after I mean, Saquon, the, the ACL. It was week two, so he's going to be straight by next year. You know, he's got a lot of time to recover. I, I, I think it's going to be those four who are going to be in the mix, and I think it's going to be a lot of personal preference.
1: He says he's fully recovered now. He <laughs> feels like he's fully recovered now. It's been four months.
2: He's a fucking beast. Like oh. last year, high ankle sprain. He was supposed to be out six weeks, and I think he missed three or four. <laughs> the monster. Uh, the freaking machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, with, with, with Saquon Barkley, because uh, I've drafted him personally, I'm going to be afraid to draft him. So what would you tell people who draft players who were injured the past season, like the whole year, and then they don't draft them based on that? What what would you tell them?
2: Sometimes, I mean, when we're talking about the top guys, I mean – Sometimes injuries are a little fluky. I mean, the injuries to Todd Gurley. I mean, that, that was a different story for him. Like literally shortened his career, you know, by a couple years. I mean, the injuries that Christian McCaffrey had, it really sucks because we wish he would have just been gone, you know, week two. So we didn't have that headache of, is he going to come back? Is he not some guys, I mean, the fluky injuries happen and it sucks like Christian McCaffrey's never had a serious injury before this year and it wasn't serious enough to knock him out for the entire season. Someone like Christian McCaffrey and Saquon, I mean, those guys are just different breeds. Like yeah. you look at them and they are freaking machines. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, his dad is a two time Super Bowl champ. Like he's literally bred for this, you know, so he I, I wouldn't feel nervous about drafting Christian McCaffrey again in the game of football in this, you know, New World Gladiator sport that we got. Like anybody can get injured on any play. So it kinda sucks. I wouldn't get too nervous about drafting those guys again.
1: I mean, you opened up our eyes to a lot of things that we appreciate you coming on, man. This the fantasy football hustler. We can find you on YouTube, uh, with all your all the shows, all the lives you do. Uh people can support you on Patreon, Fantasy Football Hustler, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, all the same thing, Fantasy Football Hustler.
2: FF Hustler four twenty. So on all social media, that's where you can follow me at FF Hustler four twenty
1: ff hustler 420 and we all know what the 420 means and sunny california and sunny san diego uh so yeah i mean i appreciate you coming on man honestly it was fun uh you opened my eyes a bit to a little bit of like this best ball idea i don't know i'm gonna look into it i think i like it i think i like the 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 idea of a best ball fantasy league i like from a golfer
2: especially if you're just a drafting junkie you know like me like there's There's no better feeling than doing a bunch of drafts, maybe throwing like five or ten bucks, you know, keeping it low stakes. And then you just have a bunch of random leagues that, you know, you're just hoping that you win. There's one league that I'm in. I'm in the championship this week. So (laughs) it's uh, it's looking good.
1: (laughs) I like it, man. We appreciate you coming on. Alex, as usual, my colleague, you're the best. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Again, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, mtl.com, and use Hot Sauce 10. 10% For 10% off the entire site. It's also brought to you by our Patreon account. So, Patreon slash Hot Sauce Sports. Uh, support us, support local. Uh, it's nothing, it's two, five, ten bucks just to support us. Uh, you know, we, we're putting out original content. Uh, we got Stanley Cup champ Brent Sopol on this week. Um, we've had plenty of world champions, fighters, football players, and things like that. So, we're going to have more. You can also support our guest for the day, uh, Fantasy Football Hustler, at Patreon as well. Um, Thanks, man. Again, I appreciate you coming on. That was Weekly Sauce episode 30. Peace.